spectacularly. I don't even know how to explain it. Out of nowhere, guess what? Relationship with my father was going down through my pants. Oh, like dear God. It's weird. Boom, boom. And people are shocked. No, 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 not boom, boom. Well, who gets to follow that? This is the Tour Denver podcast. This episode of Tour Denver is brought to you by Pete Beland, Colorado Creative Industries, and Margaret Murphy. For more information about Tour Denver or our sponsors, please visit RackandTourDenver.com. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm Amber Blaze. And... <laughs> This is my event. <laughs> um, it's called Rack and Tour Denver, and it's a bi-monthly storytelling event. It takes place uh, at different locations around Denver. Our first storyteller tonight is Gifty and Ponsim. Gifty was born in Washington, D.C., and um, has traveled the world. She did a year of undergrad in Paris and studied psychology at New York University. Uh, she's had... 10 million jobs, um, but her favorite was as a middle school science teacher. Um, She now works at Denver Health. She's a woman of many talents. Um, So I'd like to give her a warm round of applause. Hi, everyone. So thank you so much for coming out. Uh, Show of hands, who had a terrible 2016? 2016 was awful. I had a really bad 2016. There were um, a lot of things that I want to forget about it. Um, But one thing in particular that I don't think I can ever forget. And that is why I'm here for you today. So, to begin, uh, set the stage. So, it was last year around my birthday. And this was the first year that I was going to celebrate my birthday without my boyfriend. And I was just so devastated because, you know... He was my everything, and he wasn't going to be with me. Um, So I was just like, I'm not going to do anything for my birthday, whatever. Forget it. So my coworker, her and her friends were going up to Steamboat for the weekend of my birthday. And uh, she invited me to come up with them. And I was like, I don't don't know. Steamboat, what am I going to do up there? Well, you guys know what to do up there, but I, I wasn't feeling it. Um, I was feeling like I just want to sit under my covers, watch some Netflix, eat some chicken, you know, whatever. So I decided, well, maybe I'll do it. I'll do it for my birthday. I don't have anything better to do. So I went up to Steamboat with my coworker and her friends. That's the key word, her friends, not my friends. So. Um, They went skiing most of the time, and I stayed in the cabin, and it was actually pretty great. I got to sit under the covers, watch Netflix, but in the uh, majesty of Steamboat, so that was really cool. And so I was like, you know, this is actually turning out to be a really great birthday. Even though I don't have my boyfriend here or any friends, really, I'm having a good time. I'm in the mountains. I can enjoy it, so it was good. So... The day before, um, it was, no, it was actually the day that we were supposed to leave, I decided, okay, um, maybe I'll do an outdoor activity with everyone. So they wanted to go cross-country skiing. I'd never been cross-country skiing, but I decided I 
You know, I can do it. Why not? How hard can it be? I'd been downhill skiing before, and I was what I like to believe a natural at it. And I was like, you know, those guys in um, Cool Runnings, they didn't have snow, they didn't have all of that, but they made it to the Olympics. So, you know, me and cross-country skiing, we can be like that. You know, it'll be fine. So... So, we got all our gear and everything, and I told the group, I told, um, I'll call her the leader of the group, I told the leader, oh, I'm going to come cross-country skiing with you guys. And she looked at me, was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, why not? Why can't I come? She's like, oh, no, no, it's fine, you can come. I was like, okay, I'm coming cross-country skiing. So, got all of our stuff, and... She told us about the trail. She said, oh, it's about three miles long. In my head, I'm like, oh, three miles. I've hiked three miles before. How hard can that be? Um, I can do it. And so as soon as we stepped out, I knew something was amiss because there wasn't a trail of any sort. We just, like, got off on the side of the road, and then it was just, like, wilderness, like, (laughs) No. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, this is cross-country skiing. I think I've seen people do it before. And downhill skiing, you know, that, that takes a lot. But this is just walking. You're just walking through the snow. <sighs> so, <laughs> two minutes into it, I'm like, <gasps> what, what is this? I mean, it's hard. Who's been cross-country skiing? It's hard. You got to use your... your, It's a full-body workout. That's why they have that Nordic trainer at the gym because, you know, you're you're preparing yourself for this. So it's a full-body workout. I wasn't... I was not prepared for it. So... And then I assumed, and I don't know why I assumed this, I assumed that we would be going as a group. Like, oh... Just the seven of us leisurely strolling through the wilderness in the snow, you know, together, keyword. So I didn't um, think about bringing any sort of water for myself or any food because I was like, oh, the leader girl, she has everything. So we're just going to be all together. It'll be like a fun afternoon, like whatever. (laughs) It'll be great. So... You know, two minutes into it, I was, you know, dying. But the girls, they were way ahead. They were, they were, they'd done this before. They were just plugging through. And so I was, you know, way in the back. And then more and more, I couldn't see them in the distance. So I was like, okay, I'll catch up. I'll catch up one day. You know, and then, and some time passed. During this time, you know, it was, it was cool because I was taking selfies in the snow. I was like, <laughs> Hashtag, doing it, killing it in the snow, you know. Um, so I, I still have my spirits up. Um, but then I started seeing some of these selfies, and then, like, all of my hair and all the... Everything was, like, frozen over. It was, like, covered in a layer of ice. And I was like, oh, it's cold out here. You know what? I'm also thirsty. But where are these people? Nowhere to be seen. But I was like, oh, no, I'll catch up with them. They probably, like, stopped somewhere and are waiting for me to catch up. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see them soon. 
Um, so the more time passed, still didn't see anyone. Um, it started to snow as well. So not only was I going through um, the wilderness, and it was snowing, it was cold, I had to use the bathroom, I had to do so many things. You know, just things that your body uh, longs for when, you know, you're out in the wilderness and it's cold. So, eventually I got to a point where um, I knew I couldn't go on anymore. It was just too much for me. I was out by myself. These girls left me. I didn't know what to do. So, I just laid down in the ground and I was like, I guess this is it, I'm gonna die. So, I was like, all right, this is how I end. So I, I, I lay down in the snow, I'm like, okay, whatever. This is cool. So the first thing I thought to do, of course, because I was like, you know, so in love, was call my boyfriend. So I called him, because I was like, you know, oh my God, he's gonna be so upset when he finds out that I'm dead and like, I just wanna let him know that, you know, I love him and that, you know, I tried really hard. So I called my boyfriend and I was like, hey, so just to let you know, I'm up here on top of this mountain in Steamboat and all the girls that I was cross country skiing with, they left me and, you know, I, I just don't know what to do. You know, I'm just sitting here on top of this mountain and I wanted him to be like, oh my God, I'm coming to get you, like, wait right there or something, you know, like, I'm going to call, like, you know, an airlift to come lift you up. That's what I wanted. I wanted the helicopter to come get me because I was done. I was done hiking those three miles in the snow. I wasn't going to do it anymore. Just come with the helicopter. I don't care. Just get me. But he's like, you need to pick yourself up. No one's coming to get you. And I was like... I say, what? <laughs> You're supposed to be loving to me right now. I'm dying. And so I promptly ended that phone call. I was like, psh, 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 whatever. But I didn't get myself up or go down the mountain just yet because I was like, mm -mm. I don't want to give him that satisfaction to think that I'm just going to like go up and try and save myself. No. So <laughs> I waited in the snow by myself for a few more moments. And then spectacularly, I don't even know how to explain it. Out of nowhere, guess what? Someone came out of the snow to come help me. Yes. So <laughs> this stranger, um, she happened upon me. And I'm lying in the snow. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you hurt? And I wanted to say, yes, my leg's broken. <laughs> you know, something more dramatic than, like, I just, you know, I just gave up on my will to live. Um, but I still, you know, I, I told her the truth. I was like, no, I'm not, like, hurt. But do you have any water? <laughs> but she didn't have any water. Um, but she did have a, a bar, like a, um, one of them cliff bars. So I ate her cliff bar. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, uh, are you here by yourself? I was like, no, I was with a group of people, but they're gone, they left me. She's like, oh, well, um, well, do you need help getting down the mountain? I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, well, let's take off your skis and I'll carry your skis for you. And then you can just walk the rest of the way. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this lady, complete stranger, out of nowhere came 
took my skis, carried them the rest of the way, and I believe that there was still about an hour left. <laughs> I tell you, I would not have made it on my own. But she just came, carried my skis on her back. I was just walking, trudging through the snow. But um, we made it down. And then them girls, of course, sitting by the car, laughing, carrying on. I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny to you, okay? <laughs> I, I've been out here in the wilderness, and you guys are just having a good old time. And so they're like, oh, my goodness, are you okay? I was like, can I have some water? <laughs> and so <laughs> I got some water. And then um, this part's funny because everyone always asks me. They're like, oh, okay, so, like, did you say anything to them or whatever? And I was like, you know, I didn't say anything. I was absolutely silent because... I knew if I tried to say something, I would go off, and possibly they would leave me in the mountains. So I was like, no, I need to make it back to Denver before I, you know, open my mouth. So I was just like, you know, I'm silent. So I was like, mm -mm, thank you. I just, I just need to, um, I need to decompress after this experience. So um, all that to say that as I was driving home, my birthday just turned 27, realizing I need to reassess my life. I got myself some real friends, and I started doing things that I actually liked doing. So, yeah. So next time you find yourself in a situation like that, or something, change it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tour Denver. If you enjoyed the podcast and live in Denver, join us on July 11th at Infinite Monkey Theorem for our next event titled Tales of the Tour. Here's a reminder to head to RackandTourDenver.com where you can find upcoming events, speaker bios, podcasts, and more. Our music this episode was created by Tom Hagerman. Find out more about Tom at TomHagerman.com.